Hello everybody, welcome back to Geek News Daily, your daily news source for everything Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. I am your host, Trevor Matson, and today we have a bunch of news. Uh, I counted in as like upwards of around 15 stories. After yesterday, where we had only two, today we have a bunch, so I am going to run through all of them for you guys and get you caught up on the massive news day that was yesterday. Our headlines feature... Some Falcon in the Winter Soldier release date news, a bunch of news about uh, The Rock's 2021 or 2022 film Black Adam, as well as this is a big one, and I'm gonna save it for last because of potential spoilers. The Wonder Woman 1984 Junior novelizations may have revealed plot details about the film, but we gotta start off. With some Marvel news, so Anthony Mackie has told a story about playing Falcon, uh, speaking with Entertainment Weekly, uh, and here is his quote of telling the story. The Marvel movies were the first time I had to do an action thing. My character's the Falcon, so I show up, I sit with the graphics team and the directors, and they're like, we want you to land like a bird, because you have wings. You have to pull your legs in, swoop your core in, let your wings slow you down, and then land on your feet. Being the weird actor that I am, and going back to my mime and clown days, I went and started studying all these birds and the way they land, the way they took off, the way they flew, and all this stuff. The first day, I think we were doing Civil War, and there's this scene where Vision shoots Rhodey out of the sky, and I, and I land to see if he's okay. Supposed to land, so they pull me up like 30 feet off the ground, and I'm on a pendulum. So I'm supposed to pull my legs under me and land to stop. I didn't realize how much my lower body weighed, so I pull on the ropes to try and bring my legs under, but I can't get my core in, and I literally land face first in the dirt and bounce for about 10 feet. I have grass and mud all in my face. The crew is just dying laughing. Everyone is dying laughing. Became a comedy of errors every day when I had to land and how they were going and how they were going to kill me. He said, "To this day, they say, how do we crash him into something?" <laughs> so, it's just a little fun story from Anthony Mackie. Not too much news there, but I enjoyed the story. Uh, just you know, shows how much goes into these stunts uh, to make these films for us. It's another uh, just. Sweet story. So I don't know if you have heard about the uh, six-year-old Bridger Walker who actually saved his younger sister from a dog attack and then got his face really scarred and bit up and stuff. Uh, but Chris Evans sent him a message as Captain America and is going to send him a replica Captain America shield from the film. So that was just a sweet story. If you want to check out uh, the video he sent him on his Twitter, you can go ahead and do that. Um, we got some new behind-the-scenes Avengers Endgame footage that reveals a stunt sequence between the Captain America and Captain America, the Cap first Cap stunt sequence, so if you want to check that out, uh, again, just find it. Uh, okay, so here's another bit of a, uh, story as far as the MCU. The Rooster Brothers say that... Uh, the ambition of a Secret Wars movie event in the MCU is even bigger than the ambition of the Infinity Saga. 
so they were in an interview with Bro Bible and Joe and Anthony Russo, directors of Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Uh, went into depth on their journey through directing the four MCU films that they have, and what, uh, what, what, what could bring them back into the franchise. So, here is their quote. Uh, or, well, here's the guy to asking. Uh, now I don't want to hound you guys about your return to the MCU, because I know you get that a lot. But you did once say that there was a story that could bring you back. It would be Secret Wars. In fact, I actually just started reading it last month. Outside of the job itself, what is it about the story that appeals to you guys? So, uh, Joe said, you know, I read it. I read that when I was 10 or 11, and it was the scale of getting all the heroes together. It was one of the first major books to do that. That was really eventful storyline that was really the event storyline to me at its finest and what happens when you pull off all those personalities together i also like the idea of villains teaming up with heroes uh anthony and i like complicated relationships between heroes and villains we like villains who believe they're the heroes in their own stories so it's all sort of built in the notion of secret wars to execute something to the scale of Infinity War was directly related to the dreams of Secret Wars, which is an even larger scale. Uh, then Anthony said, It would be the biggest movie you could possibly imagine. So that's what really excites us about the story. The ambition of it is even bigger than the ambition of the Infinity Saga. So, I think we would all love to read um a secret wars film now they are talking about the 1984 comic uh from because obviously you know the russo wasn't 10 in 2015 when the new secret wars came out so 1984 comic so if you guys don't know about secret wars it's basically where all of these heroes are sucked into or not sucked but they're all basically teleported into this land with the beyonder who is controlling this massive game between 12 heroes and 12 villains uh, to basically fight to the death for his entertainment. So it also kind of sounds um, a bit like Grandmaster Hugo. Uh, it's also where Peter Parker finds the Venom symbiote suit, and then he brings that back to Earth, and then that starts the whole Venom thing. So, another way you could also combine this and do it with the current secret wars which is basically where all of the multiverses die and then there's a couple people who escape off of it and then doom tries to become god and then fantastic four actually like help the fantastic four actually can help him some of them and then they have to fight against doom god and then all of them the universe comes back but instead of being the multiverse it's just one universe so that's another possibility uh, and that's how you could bring in, like, like seek, the new Secret Wars is basically like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but on a massive scale. Um, so, yeah, it, I'd love to see a Secret Wars movie, it would just be a lot, but always down for a Secret Wars film, I think that'd be amazing. So now let's get into some DCEU news. So, filmmaker Francis Lawrence, who directed uh, 2005's Keanu Reeves-led Constantine film, 
So he says that both he and Keanu would love to work on a sequel for the film. So here's the full quote uh, that we got during an interview with Slash Film. So, uh, Francis Lawrence said, I think we all wanted to do it. It was successful enough, we wanted to make a more make a responsible, more R-rated movie. By responsible, I mean we'd make a movie that wouldn't cost quite as much as the original, which we thought was going to be PG-13. Uh, he said, we worked on the sequel for a while. It was tricky to come up with where to take it. What I really liked about the first one was it was a personal story. So I thought I'd... It'd be a mistake to get caught up in the supernatural gobbledygook. The idea of a personal story was really interesting, and that was the hard thing to come across. Uh, He said, we've been talking about it recently. It's always stuck with all of us because we all love the film, and especially realizing that it's a real, that there's a real cult following to the movie. It was fun to make. Keanu, Akiva, and I have actually talked about this. So Keanu, obviously referring to the lead, and the Akiva Goldsman was the producer of the film. Uh, Francis Lawrence, he also, uh, you know, said that uh, there could be ties to the DCU in Arrowverse. He says, unfortunately, I don't even remember who has it. But with all these shared universes that exist now, with Constantine being part of Vertigo, which is a line of DC Comics, um, people have plans for these shared universes. You know, possibly different Constantines and things like that. Right now, we don't have the character available to us for TV or movie, which is a bummer. We all investigated it. But I think it's kind of crazy when you have Keanu, who would love to do another Constantine, and us wanting to do another Constantine. And these people are like, uh, no, we got other plans. We'll see what happens. So, he, uh, he said, but the, the interviewer said, you know, it would be ridiculous not to greenlay the Keanu Reeves-led Constantine sequel, which I agreed with that statement. And Lauren said, I know, I agree, I'm with you, man. It's not for a lack of trying. So they're definitely trying to get this Constantine sequel made. DC just isn't going for it, which is unfortunate. I don't know why they wouldn't go for it, um, especially since, you know, we're in the Keanu-sons now. So, interesting quotes there from Francis Lawrence. Definitely hoping for a Constantine sequel. But who knows? So now let's get into some Star Wars news before we go into our headlines. Sorry that the show is a bit longer, but there was a lot of news yesterday. So, uh, it was reported yesterday that Hayden Christensen had signed on to appear in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's now being uh, reported and rumored that Darth Vader will be featured in the Disney Plus show, which goes against what I speculated yesterday. I still don't think Darth Vader in this show works. I still don't think it works. Because I really feel like in A New Hope, that's the first time Obi-Wan and Vader have met since Mustafar. So, I don't know. It's, it's, It's only a rumor. There's been some reports that Vader will feature in the show. We know that Hayden Christensen has signed on to appear. But I really think flashbacks make so much more sense than Darth Vader being featured in the show. But we'll just have to see. We got some uh, Solo A Star Wars Story concept art. uh, And it features Han Solo in the midst of a shootout on the roof of the Millennium 
Falcon if you want to go ahead and check that out. Uh, it's pretty cool concept art. Um, and other minor news, we have four new Star Wars The Black Series figures have been revealed to celebrate the release of the Clone Wars final season. We have Ahsoka, one of her 322nd uh, troopers, and then a Mandalorian loyalist, Mandalorian Super Commando. I'm not a big co uh, collector of Black Series figures, but if you are, go check that out. Um, so this was a report that I saw just said that future Star Wars films may have a smaller budget due to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, which I think was kind of given. Everybody's losing money right now, except mask makers. So, I mean, I I still would love to see, like, a outside-of-space opera Star Wars film, like a Star Wars horror film. Or like a Star Wars sports film, or a Star Wars rom-com, a Star Wars drama. Like I, I've always thought it'd be interesting to genre swap Star Wars, um, and make just like a lower budget. Like what about like a Star Wars crime film? We kind of got that with Mandalorian, you know, The Godfather, but on the under streets of Coruscant. You know, I've always thought it would be interesting. Um, and I'd love to see it. So I don't know if this means that we could get that. But, yeah, okay. So we also uh, just got a report that Cassian Andor, uh, the Disney Plus show, is now reportedly, tentatively scheduled to begin production this fall. Fall's definitely creeping up on us. It's already, uh, already mid-July. But I would love um, to have Obi-Wan and Cassian Andor coming out almost simultaneously because we know that Obi-Wan is, they're working on Obi-Wan right now and for Cassian Andor to start working on it soon, you know, probably means that we are going to be getting them released around the same time unless they want to intentionally stagger them. But, uh, yeah, Cassian Andor production starting soon. But here are our three headlines. I'm going to save the Wonder Woman 84 one for last because of potential spoilers and i know some people will try and avoid spoilers for the film so uh we have news that disney plus has removed the falcon and the winter soldier from its august release window it was not seen on the list of august releases for disney plus which is really unfortunate but it makes sense that they have not finished with the falcon and the winter soldier yet um, I wonder if The Mandalorian, which is just scheduled for fall 2020, or stuff, even, like, because Mandalorian Season 2 started filming when Season 1 was coming out, even before Season 1 came out. So, I think it's a possibility that we could still get Mandalorian Season 2 on time, but they also made a very vague release schedule of just fall. So, I would think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier will only be pushed back a couple of months just to give them enough time to finish it for the time that they lost. So maybe a, sept a late September or October release. Uh, that is just my hope. Um, but unfortunate that we can't see it come out, uh, you know, within the coming month, but still going to be getting it. Uh, so this is other big news. Noah Centino, who you might know from To All the Guys I Loved Before on Netflix, 
and in the most recent Charlie Angels film. He has reportedly been cast as Albert Rothstein, aka the Atom Smasher, in The Rock's Black Adam, which uh, we also got a report will be set to start shooting in Georgia early 2021. So Black Adam is finally going to be kicking off. We have Noah Centino joining the cast with Rock. Uh, if you don't know who Adam Smasher is, Albert Rothstein, aka the Adam Smasher, uh, so he's known for his power of growth and super strength. Um, he has also appeared uh, in season two of the Flash show on CW on the CW network, and uh, he was played by Adam Copeland. So. If you have seen the Flash show, he showed up in the second season of that. So, okay. I know this has been a long show so far, but there's been a lot of news. So the last bit of news here. Uh, so the Wonder Woman 1984 Junior Novelizations. There's Wonder Woman 1984, the Junior Novelization, and uh, Wonder Woman 1984 Meet Wonder Woman. So two Junior Novelizations for the film. And they have revealed some excerpts from them according uh to bleeding Cole, who got this report um have have revealed plot details about the film so if you do not want any spoilers go ahead and shut off this show right now uh thank you so much for listening but if you're fine with some spoilers it doesn't spoil the ending just the beginning of the film just how it will open so if you don't mind that I'm going to give you five seconds to turn it off. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so how we see these films opening again, this is from Wonder Woman 1984, the junior novel, and the Wonder Woman 1984 meet Wonder Woman excerpts from the film. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the report. We see more of young Diana competing in the Amazon games. When she loses, her mother encourages her to think about the golden warrior Asteria, who did not become a legend through acts of haste. We got here, uh, she got here through acts of bravery. And the bravest thing in the world is to face the truth. So, um, both Barbara, so Barbara Minerva becomes Cheetah, uh, as you would know from the comics, but both Barbara and Diana encounter a story. Uh, something called the Dreamstone at the at the Smithsonian so which we have seen in the prequel or, or in a prelude comic uh, that's going to be released by DC so it's part of a collection of stolen artifacts that were being smuggled into the United States Diana shows that like her lasso it contains the power of the gods it can also grant one wish the Dreamstone causes a number of problems and was made by the God of Lies. Diana's wish is to bring back Steve. Uh, Diana's wish is to bring back Steve Trevor, which will connect his fate to the Dreamstone. Uh, so in this book, uh, Barbara is infatuated with Diana and wishes she could be like her. So Barbara. Uh, seems to struggle socially and has little self-confidence. These personal struggles and her proximity to the Dreamstone contribute to her becoming Cheetah. So, uh, Diana has also been, we know that 
through this that she's been helping people since we last saw her in 2017's Wonder Woman. However, due to losing Steve uh, and all she has seen throughout the years, she is emotionally distant at the start of the film with no real collection, uh, no real connections. So Diana first sees Maxwell Lord in a television commercial and immediately distrusts him. His business is running an oil company anyone can have a stake in. Of course, Diana's intuition is correct. In reality, Maxwell Lord is trying to find the Dreamstone for the sake of his business. He will also use Barbara's personal struggles to his advantage in order to obtain it. So, those are some big plot details that were just revealed about Wonder Woman 84. It's a lot to talk about there. So, we now know how Steve Trevor is going to be coming back. Um, again, if you didn't want spoilers, I warned you beforehand. Um, this isn't, none of this stuff is guaranteed. Take it, I, I wouldn't say take it with a grain of salt, like, because it's a little bit bigger than a grain of salt. Um, so sometimes the junior novelizations aren't completely correct, but they get generally the bases right. And this also does line up with everything that we have heard so far. So this does make a lot of sense. So this is what we're hearing. Again, I got the reports from Bleeding Cool and TheDirect.com. So go ahead and check them out and give them some love. But yeah, so we learn uh, about Maxwell Lord's deal on this, uh, how Diana brings back Steve. That's the big one for me that we learn here. So there is a lot to break down, but I'm going to do a full breakdown on Monday's show. Maybe I might do a special show over the weekend to break down everything we know about Wonder Woman 1984, but this show has already been running very long. My goal is to be 10 minutes. It's already 22 minutes, but there was a lot to cover in the news. So this is the this is the end of the shows for this week again. I might do a special on Wonder Woman 1984 over the weekend, uh, if I have time, but this is it for the week. Uh, we're going to be having a Monday show uh, that will break down everything from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so that's likely to be a big show as well, but yeah, so this is just a Monday through Friday show, so we're going to be off over the weekend, um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate you guys tuning in for this first week of the show. Um, if you want to find me elsewhere on the Teenstock Movies Podcast Network, you can find me uh, with my co-host Atticus on Teenstock Movies, and you can, which is a weekly film review show. You can also find me on Nerd Film Trivia League, which is a weekly, uh, or by or twice a week, uh, movie trivia show. You can also find me on Letterboxd at Teenstock Movies. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed today's show, and uh, goodbye. I'll see you on Monday, unless I do that special. Stay safe, guys. Goodbye.